Two guys who love talking about a game within a game and coming up later in the show, we're in the midst of double game weeks. We look at who to load up on and is it time to triple captain the meat shield? We also look at the transfer market in the big short segment, try and find a differential in goodwill punting and review the best captaincy picks in our captain, my captain. In association with Fantasy Football Scout, I'm Peterson. I'm Andrew. And this is FPL Sidenet. Hello, managers, and we are recording this on Tuesday, the 10th of January. It is the first pod of a new year, and I am very, very happy to be introducing you all back to Andrew, who joins me once again. How are you, my man? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm, um, yeah, not bad under the circumstances. <laughs> we'll say that. Under the are the circumstances that you refer to your FPL team or football in general? <laughs> um, the, my FPL team, unfortunately. We'll, we'll get into it later, but it's not pretty. Uh, have you been enjoying at least... We're in like a mini break. It's weird because we're still in the middle of a game week, but there's like cup football on it. It's a bit hard. Like we sort of want to switch off from FPL, but we can't because the game week's technically still going. Yeah, it's weird. It's almost felt like another, like breaking the season, even though it's only yeah. like a week. Because um, after we had such a big concentration of game weeks and to have a gap this big, it does feel weird. But um, yeah, it's probably, it's probably not a bad thing because there's a lot of football coming up. Yeah, and there's been a ton of football too. All these cup cup games, like a lot of teams playing a couple of games this, you know, during this break because of the FA Cup and the League Cup. So it's not like teams are having a nice big break. They're actually playing just even more football, which is yeah a bit de- detrimental when we look at our fantasy sides and we look at who we got and how many minutes they're playing and hope they don't get injured. Yeah, that's right. I've actually been a bit surprised at how um, strong some of the teams have been in the in these cup matches, but I suppose. Um, it's getting on a bit um, in the rounds and they're starting to play um, stronger squads. Yeah, yeah, see that. But yeah, I, I did have a bit of a chuckle with some of the cup football that was going on and, and Villa keeping up there. I think it's, I heard it was eight or nine years now in a row where they've been knocked out at the third round of the FA Cup. So, um, and Newcastle as well, getting knocked out in the third round. Just They might have all the money now, but, yeah, they're still keeping that tradition of getting knocked out by lower league sides. Very strong. Yeah. <laughs> well, Villa was incredible. Like They were yeah. up 1-0 after 88 minutes. So I don't know how you lose that, but anyway. <laughs> so that's stealing stealing a loss from the jaws of victory. Yeah, yeah. It's the, <laughs> the, the round three curse that got them. Uh, but yeah, anyway, let's have a, a quick chat about how our game weeks have gone. So, Andrew, at the moment, you're sitting on 34 points, but potential still to rake in a few more points. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. I'm on. It's been an absolute car crash for me this week. Um, only 34 points, huge red arrow. Um, I do have um, Mason Mount captain to go. So future go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if if he gets a hat if he gets a hat trick against Fulham, then I'll be absolutely fine. It's not too much to ask, I don't think. And um, I, I should let the listeners know I've I've promised you a Mason Mount shirt. If he, I think I said, what did I say? Two goals or an assist? I'm getting a Mason Mount shirt. Two goals and an assist, or two goals, 
two goals slash assists, like two returns. I get a nice uh, amount of shirt. No, going. I think I said two goals added assist. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Okay, that's more realistic. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'll be very happy if that happens. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so I've got Mason Mount captain to go. I've got Kepper and I've got Andreas to come as well. So I'll get a few more points trickling in. But yeah, up to now, it's been horrible. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got the triple there for this this other game, whereas a lot of managers, I mean, a lot of managers did have the triple, but most of them would have had Mitrovic. So at least you've got one advantage there. Yeah, I've I've got effectively four players as well because I've got the captain um, in yeah. in Mason Mount as well. So uh, as you said to me before, if you know, I, I kind of took a, a punt on um, Mason Mount, and if he was going to miss a game, I'm glad it was the the City game, not the Fulham game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess I can still hope to get something from him, and it it won't take much from him to actually be better than you know the Mitrovic or um or Harlan captainers. So, um, hopefully I can claw back a little bit of ground. But I've gone from, I'm currently on a sixty four percent red arrow oh minus sixty four percent. I've gone from five hundred ninety five k to nine hundred and fifty k. Um. So it's been absolutely horrific. I've got um. Yeah, I've got. I think I've got uh, one pointers from like five players plus the zero from Mason Mount. So not too much has gone right. No, and unfortunately, your bench has a lot of points on it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what made me bench Trippier. Um, you know, like you just you should you just should never bench Trippier. Like I've yeah. just I'll, I'll I'll never do it again. But. I kind of um I, I played Castagna over him, which seems so ridiculous now. But at the time, I kind of had visions of him having like a Luke Shaw type performance, where he, you know, where they got the clean sheet against Fulham, and he like jagged an attacking return and got the three bonus. And yeah. I could see it happening because their their defense was a, was improved um, before the break, and I thought that that was a good clean sheet. Um, fixture and I, I didn't see Newcastle keeping a clean sheet obviously I was wrong and it, it's hurt me so um yeah I've got seven points on the bench from Ben White as well so the nil all was probably the worst possible result for me in that in that Newcastle Arsenal game yeah I mean the Ben White benching is understandable especially as the last game week he got substituted in the 59th minute <laughs> and we yeah I played him for that of course yeah yeah I did I I was played in that game week too so that was that was absolutely horrible so yeah thanks Arteta <laughs> yeah yeah no, I I know and yeah in hindsight it's you know one of those things where I you know I would have I, I wouldn't have expected um, Newcastle to keep that clean sheet. Arsenal have scored in every game so far this season, except for that one. So, yeah. Um, but now that it's happened, it looks like a terrible decision. And I've learned my lesson. I won't bench him again. Well, yeah. I mean, you mentioned, yeah, you got Mount captain. So, effectively, your captain hasn't featured yet. So, this game week, like, Harlan was still the most popular captain choice. And he, you know, very strangely blanked um, yeah. once again. So, at least you haven't been punished too much, but like had Harlan scored a double or, you know, got a hat-trick like he has numerous times this season, then it, it could have been an even, it could have been a bloodbath. So at least you can still claw back like quite a bit of, of rank and points if Mount just gets yeah. any attacking return because usually when he does, he features quite heavily in the bonus points as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I captained him because I didn't like I just thought it was no fun to um to captain a single game week player in a double game week. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know whether it was the, the wisest decision, but I just thought from a fun perspective, I'd rather captain someone that had two games. And then as it turned out, he only had one game anyway. <laughs> um, 
I, I mean, I, I decided I didn't want Mitrovic before, um, you know, before the game week started. Yeah. I looked at the, I looked at the fixtures that Fulham had to come after the double. Uh, I just really don't like them. Um, and, you know, obviously he had that yellow card thing hanging over his head as well. So I convinced myself that um, I could do without him. And, um, you know, when I didn't have Mitro, my next best option for captain was Mount if I wanted to captain a double game week player. Um, yeah. I didn't really feel comfortable cap- uh, captaining Andreas. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's why I, I did it. But, um, yeah, like Mount missing out in that Man City game was a bit of a dagger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, he looks like – I mean, he did play in the FA Cup, so he will be back at least um, for the game against Fulham. On, I think it's Friday morning for us here. Yeah, um, well, if yeah, he um, if he twists his ankle in training on Thursday again, oh, you just then curse. I guess um, – Well, no, I mean, it's probably a good thing I'll get Trippier's eight points off the bench, won't I? And then oh, get, yes, um, true. And then my vice captain will will be uh, will turn into my captain, so I'll still have Andreas as my vice captain. <laughs> so that's that's probably the ideal scenario, actually. Just get <laughs> get someone to um to take uh, Mason Mount out, you know, like um like that episode of The Simpsons where they um where Monty Burns um gets hit with the gets hit with the crowbar because they don't <laughs> yes. want him to bowl for the pin pals. <laughs> Oh, I love a good Simpsons reference on this show. Yeah, just need to need to take the old pin pals crowbar to um to Mason Mount's knee, and it's probably the best thing for me. Oh well, I mean, look, I am a Mason Mount truther, so I do not wish harm upon him. But I want you to get points. So <laughs> it's like a real yeah, yeah. it's a real dilemma here. Which one do I go for? <laughs> yeah, well, well, if he can play and just get that two goals and assists, then that'd be fine too. Then everyone's a winner. I get to buy another Mason Mount shirt for you and you get points. Everyone's, everyone's happy. Pete will be happy. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of winners, you are actually doing a, a fair bit better than me this game week. Uh, a little bit better. Yeah. So yeah, 51 points as it stands at the moment. So um, yeah. So I, I did, I've still got Kepa and yeah, Andreas Pereira to play still. Yeah. I had Mitro, but he suspended for that game, but yeah, I did go the safe option. I did, you know, I I did actually envisage how ha- um Harland getting a few attacking returns against Chelsea because they've been absolutely deplorable lately. And yeah, he only had like two good chances to score, and yeah, one he missed, and I can't really remember the other. But um, yeah, probably a bit unlucky there. But um, yeah, ADB is making a real habit of dodging points, like an elite level of dodging points, because. Every game that City has played where he's, you know, and he's playing 90 minutes basically every game, he looks unbelievable. And, you know, yep. putting in, he put in a great cross for, like him and Harlan nearly combined for a goal in that Chelsea game, which he he just, I, I can't remember if he just got to it or just Yeah, just he just it. got his toe to it. He just got yeah. his toe to it. And, um, uh, yeah, just went out for a for a goal kick. But that would have been, yeah, that would have been huge for you, wouldn't it? That would have been double double for the goal and three points for the assist and yeah. a few extra bonus points sprinkled in as well, I'd say. Yeah, so my, my thremium since the re- the restart hasn't exactly, like, banged as much as I hope. Because, but um, I'm still keeping the faith with KDB. And, I mean, he's got a double, so that definitely helps. But, yeah, he's making a habit of dodging points, and I just can't work out for the life of me. Why, but yeah, like yourself, I really just had Shaw and Rashford doing the business for me so far, and um, but yeah, I had Trippier starting as well, so um, yeah, okay, that was that was the difference, and yeah, the other Nordic meat shield, Martin Erdegaard, only getting two points so far, but um, yeah, he's been unbelievable since the restart, too. Probably my best pick, I dare say, yeah, 
since the restart. For, I'm pretty happy with that. But yeah, 51 points. I think I'm sitting. I'm sitting. I've dropped down about 20k at the moment, so I'm sitting at 193,000 um, as it stands. So um, yeah, it's not I, a bad I'm, spot to be in at this time of the season. That's for sure. No, that's right. And yeah, still sort of hopeful with yeah Kepper and, and Andreas to go. I know they're very you know the sort of the vanilla picks for the next game. Nearly everyone has them, but. Um, it's better than not having any other players left to play for this double game week. Yeah. So I should should hopefully get a few more points and, and hopefully, you know, this red arrow at least turns either grey or um or it might be a small green. So I'll take it. Yeah, that'd be that'd be very nice. I think I think um yeah, I think that given that you know your captain blanked getting through this week with just a small red arrow wouldn't be a bad result. You know, you got a lot of um double game weeks coming up where you can Make you make those um those rank gains. I wouldn't yeah. worry about a small red this time of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I did get Mitro was my transfer in for this game week, but I didn't captain him because uh, I was concerned he was going to get the yellow, and then that would turn into a single game. Um, which you know, in the end, I was right, and that late yellow card actually saw him like you know lose. I think it was like four points because he was sitting on I think, I think he was sitting on nine points. And then yeah. got that really late yellow card and dropped down to five. So um, probably got a, a little bit lucky in that sense. That yeah, you know, I think he, I think he was on for three bonus. But yeah. then when um, I think when the clean sheets started to come in, though, I think some of the defenders might have gone ahead of him. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but yeah, it was definitely he was definitely in the bonus before the yellow card. So it was a pretty good result for me to be honest. Yeah, yeah. So in in that sense, I got a little bit lucky. But I was hopeful that. I mean, I thought Harlan was going to do much better than what he did. But anyway, um, yeah, what can you do? It is the Nordic meat shield. He is, maybe he is actually human after all. Yeah, well, that's right. He's, he's, he can't score literally every game. I think, and <laughs> I, I guess for you, if, if you're going to pick a game where he's not going to score, the Chelsea one's probably the one you'd choose. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was such a weird I don't think I've ever captained a player against Chelsea before. Um, so it was actually a really bizarre feeling because I wanted Chelsea to win so bad. Um, I, and I was sort of hoping Harland would not score, uh, but it just yeah, happened to be that yeah, they still scored and we still lost and I didn't get any fantasy points. So it was just like a, you know, kicking the teeth and a kick in the nuts so, and a kick in the guts. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And the goal that they conceded, like that would have killed you uh, as a Chelsea fan. Like what was Kepa doing? Oh, uh, just, yeah, no idea. <laughs> Like just get it. It's right there. It's not. Even, it's not rolling very fast. Just get it. Yeah, I think you mentioned that it was like there was a glitch in the matrix. Like his his software just like malfunctioned for a second, and he just forgot what he was doing. <laughs> I don't know what he did. He just yeah. It was so, it was so strange. Like maybe he, he must have seen the two defenders come like behind him. Um, the two Chelsea defenders. Yeah, uh, and just thought, oh, they've got it covered. But he didn't realize that Mares was around the back of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you're the keeper and you can get to it, you just get it. Like it was just a really strange piece of indecision. It was like the Kepper. It was the Kepper. It was the kind of Kepper kind of moment that got him dropped for Mendy. Um, <laughs> I was literally going to say ago. that Kepper's going to Kepper. Yeah, yeah, Kepper's going to Kep. Um, anyway, let's let's talk back about City because they are probably like flavor of the week at the moment with the double game week. So we've got an absolute monster double game week coming up now, especially with the news that. United have had their double game weeks confirmed, but you know a lot of talk mostly about about City, about tripling up, who to have, who to get rid of. Like, and we've a lot of managers have like a massive Cancelo headache at the moment. Where do you stand with that? 
Well, I've got the Cancelo headache myself. Um, <laughs> Tell me what to do. So do I. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the strangest things I've seen in, you know, since I've been playing FPL. Like he was the most reliable city asset that you could hope for the last two years. Yeah. And then along comes the World Cup. He <laughs> kind of fell out of favor with the Portugal manager for reasons that we kind of don't know. Um, you know, maybe it was an attitude thing. Maybe I, I don't know. But, um, then he comes back to Man City and he kind of, the same thing happens with Pep. It's really, really strange. And yeah, now we're at the point where he's, you know, he's gone from being the most reliable um, asset to being one that we don't even think is going to start most of the time. So yeah, it's really, really hard because there's a double game week coming up. And I've, I've heard various people say um, you can't drop him before a double game week. And I've heard other people say, yeah, he's got to go. Um, yeah. So there's definitely there's definitely doesn't seem to be um, like a yeah um, it doesn't seem to be like a consensus on what to do with him. Um, I'm I'm personally leaning on leaning towards getting rid of him because the the comments that Pep has made about him, um, you know the him getting hooked at halftime like it's all pointing to very bad things in my yeah. mind. So um, I, I'm just starting to think that I just need to cut my losses and um and uh and and get rid of him at, at the end of the day like we pay we pay more that he's worth really because we expect reliable starts and it's worth yeah. the premium it's worth the premium price to get those reliable starts so once that goes then there's literally no reason to have him like he's his attacking stats are down this season anyway um so i just don't think that you can justify having him it's just I think he does have to go. It's just a matter of when. Do you hold on until after the double game week? Because you know, or do you, or do you just cut your losses and and um and move him off now? Yeah, and I suppose that's what you can do with the budget. Because I mean, like you said, he's you know one of the most expensive defenders in the game, and you know for right reason because we've seen over the last couple of seasons what he can do. And yeah, he used to have that that sort of security that even with Pep Roulette, you know, nine and a half times out of ten, Cancelo was starting games, and then. We thought maybe he was back in the fold because he started that Chelsea game and he was playing in the front three, which was just absolutely absurd. And when I saw that, I just thought, oh, my God, this, you know, as a Cancelo owner, this is amazing. This is exactly what you want. And then he was hooked at half time because it just yeah. wasn't working. Well, I mean, that, the problem is, you you know, playing in the attacking in the front three is great if you can do it. it it's kind of like the um the Marcus Rashford thing. Like people get excited when he plays centrally, but he's actually much better on the left. I don't yeah. think it's good. Um, You know, you, you're better off playing. If you've got a fantasy asset, you're better off him playing in the position that made him a great fantasy asset, I think, because, yeah, he, he did look like a bit of a fish out of water in that first half trying to play in the front three. Yeah, uh, another dangerous thing at the moment is how like how much Pep's been talking up the other players. So he was really, really high on um, Nathan Ake the other day. He was talking about how good he is and how yep. he's been pivotal to the side. And then he was talking up Rico Lewis, how um, he was you know playing unbelievable. And he compared him to, um, oh, I've forgotten his name, the, the old Bayern Muni captain. The fullback, ah, uh, Philip Lahm. He said, "Oh, you know, you know, Rico Lewis was moving the ball and moving the defense like uh, Philip Lahm and blah blah blah." And it's just like, oh, whenever he does this, well, then he it's usually leads to like that player getting subbed <laughs> or like or yeah. sitting on the bench. But at the moment, it's just hard to work out what's going through Pep's head. I think he's 
he's almost overthinking it himself with some of his lineups and his decisions. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Though you, often that's um, often Pep uses those kind of comments as a bit of a shit sandwich. You know, yeah, like, oh, you're playing like Philip Blum. However, you know, I don't think you're ready. You know, for the <laughs> you know <laughs> whatever the, this you know this you know North um sorry the Manchester derby. You know, maybe Ken Solo starts that one for that reason. But um, yeah, if you if you can't be certain, then you know there's it's just too risky to have Ken Solo. I think. Yeah. I mean, Rico Lewis, what is he? He's like 3 point, I think he was 3.9. 3.9. He was 3.9 last time I checked, which is yeah. outrageous. The only issue is if, say, managers move for Rico Lewis, is you'd probably use up the rest of your budget in the rest of your, in your team. And then, say, Lewis doesn't keep his spot, then you've got this massive problem of, you know, how do you remove out a 3.9 million player? Like, there's not much to choose from. Yeah, I guess you got like Bueno yeah. um, from Wolves and that's it. Um or you can move up to someone like Patterson. But yeah, there's not too many there's not too many places to go when you go there and you, it is taking up a Man City spot. Yeah. Um and at the, at the end of the day like even though he's emerged as a really good player in the last couple of weeks, there's still, you know, basically four players for two spots. Mm. Um so you got Lewis, Walker, Akanji and Cancelo basically playing um, for the two kind of left and right um, back spots, right? So yep. um, no matter how well he's doing, he's not going to play every game. Yeah. Um, and he does seem to be someone that Pep likes to bring on as well. So, you know, you've got that risk of like the, the you know, the 87th minute sub and then he gets a one-pointer. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to go there. I, I don't think I don't think you can go. Um, I don't think you can go there if you want sort of reliable starts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it depends how big your risk appetite is. And I've, I've never been that type of manager and I'd be, be a bit weary. If you had to, like, say someone asked you, like, your top three city defensive options, in your head, who would you who would you rank as, like, the safest? I think uh, top three defensive options. You'd yeah. probably have to – the safest is, like, obviously Edison. Yeah. And then maybe like Stones. And then third is probably like a toss-up between Ake and Akanji, but probably like Ake at this point. Yeah. Um, Ake seems to have that spot nailed down at the moment. He does. Well, he's playing so well. And, yeah. You know, Pep, and Pep loves him with, with good reason. So, um, I mean, Akanji's playing well as well. But, yeah. I mean, he, so, I mean, you've asked me for the top three. He's definitely not even in the top four because, you know, uh, it's Akanji and Ake for three and four in yeah. terms of, the safest options. Um, so yeah, I, I I think you know it would be worth the risk if you if it wasn't so important to have three Man City assets. You know, like if he doesn't play, then you're left with two Man City assets. You know, it's different. It would be different if it was a three point nine defender that was playing every second game for another team. Yeah. Um, but when you want three Man City assets playing every game, then maybe it is too much of a risk, at least for me. As you say, it's all to do with your risk appetite. Yeah, and to- talking about risk appetite and, you know, in favour at the moment and and in vogue, um, Riyad Mahrez scoring a double in the Cups, sort of that, that little, like, bait that's been waved out in front of everyone at the moment. Uh, a manager's going to take the bite and get Mahrez in ahead of the double or is is that actually asking for trouble? 
Um, the answer is yes to both questions. People will do it. And yes, it is asking for trouble. I've, I've heard people wavering on him. I've heard, you know, some, some people that have said never again on Mares are starting to say, well, maybe one more time. Yeah. Um, I'm still in the never again camp, um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what it would take to convince me, you know, maybe like, I don't know, like back-to-back braces or something playing 90 minutes. Maybe then yeah. I'm like, oh, this season could be different. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, you, I'm, you... I'm not ready. I'm not ready for another Mares. I think I've been burnt by, um, yeah, like I've been burnt by a few having a few players in the team like Foden, like Cancelo, um, where I'm sweating the team sheet. I think yeah. I said... I, I think I said to you recently, like I'm done with sweating team sheets. Yeah. Um, so for that reason, um, it's a no for Mares. But maybe someone that hasn't gone through the Foden pain that I've gone through the last few weeks would be more willing to willing to do it. Yeah, and especially, I mean, that's a, such a big game against United too. Like United are flying at the moment, one of the most informed sides. Usually, he doesn't like play Mares in those like those massive games because he wants a really disciplined team, a team that's going to do a lot of the, the running and, and tracking back and stuff like that. So I think it's probably more a Phil Foden game than than a Riyad Mares yeah. game. Like it, I can see Maybe, Mares playing but, the Palace game, but I I couldn't see him starting the the Man United game. Well I could I can I can see it being a Phil Foden game, but I can also see Phil Foden coming off at 58 minutes again. <laughs> yes. And then Mares coming on. <laughs> So you know, like what what kind of what kind of game do you want? Um, having said that, Pep does seem to favour the hot hand a bit. So he you does. know, maybe maybe he will just play Mares because playing Mares has worked for him the last few weeks. So why not? Yeah, yeah, maybe he will. Yeah, but yeah, as you say, like Mares doesn't track back um, as much. Um, so from a defensive point of view. With um, Man United being such a good counter-attacking team, you'd think it would be a bit risky to play him. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit risky. One player, I, you know what? If I didn't have KDB and I was looking to load up with the the triple city and and get in another attacker, I'd go for Jack Grealish because he's cheap. Yeah. He will feature in both games, that's for sure. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, started both or at least started one of them because he's he's made a real impact since the World Cup. And what you know, he's not getting goals, but he's definitely like involved in a couple of assists and then a lot of yeah. the link up play and changing the way the game's gone. Yeah, he's been he's he's been um getting um a lot more goal involvement since the World Cup. And yeah. he didn't play he didn't play the cup game the other day. Mm. So I think that points to him starting the Man United game and then as you say, um, that second game in the double, um, yeah, like he might not start, but if you get one assist, one sort of start and one um, and one appearance off the bench, it's probably not too bad for his price. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, at that price, I, you're I, not I really, like, I agree with you. Yeah, at, at his price, you're not like super upset if he doesn't start because it's not like a, a it's like that premium price that that you're forking out for him. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, um, did, did he came on off the bench the other day and got the assist for Mares, didn't he? He did. Like him and Mares linked yeah. up in the first couple minutes of the second half. Yeah. So I mean, that's the thing. Like even um with with Pep, if your midfielders aren't starting, then he doesn't mind um making those subs fairly early. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like you know, some some other managers, you know, you see. Um, subs being made at like more like 70, 75 minutes, but Pep is pretty ruthless and he sometimes brings them on before 60. So you do, you know, you're probably going to get, you know, a, a decent sort of 25, 30 minutes from them, even if they are coming off the bench. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think Jack Grealish is a bad option at all. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a, a bad option at all either. But um, look, we need to talk about the Nordic meat shield. A lot of talk about you know where the managers go for the triple captainship. I know I was definitely tossing the coin about it and and definitely changing my mind backwards and forwards all week. But um, what are your thoughts about the the triple captain chip for this game week? Um, yeah, I mean I haven't considered it at all, and and I know that you have. So um, you're probably better to talk about the pros. Like what what was it in your in your head that made you really um, think you know may, maybe I'm going to do it this week? Well, originally my thought was well. I, I dare say, like most managers, will probably end up triple captaining Harland for a double city game week anyway. And yep. this was the first one, the first cab off the rank, so that that was in his favourites. You know, he's probably the most nailed for these two starts because there's there's a bit of a gap in between the games. Um, there's no European football at the moment, so it's not like his minutes have to get managed between like three games. There might, you know, in the past, there's usually another European game in the middle. Of a, yeah. of, of a double game week, but that's not the case. And the fact that City have to win both games to keep the pressure on Arsenal as well probably works in his favour. Yep. I mean, if if you look at the two games, the game against United and then um, what's the other game? The game against uh, Spurs, you, you could easily see him scoring, you know, at least a goal in each game. And if, oh, if, absolutely. But you could see him scoring at least a goal in any game. Like look at 38 right. fixtures and he, yeah, so... It, yeah, I guess it it doesn't matter what the two teams are. the 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 you know the floor is you know basically a goal. Yeah, that's right. Um, but what's the ceiling like? I, for me, it's like there's surely there's better double game weeks in the future. Um, you know, even with even with a double game week that's got one kind of lower half team and one top half team, that would be a much more appealing double game week for me. For Haaland, I, I I understand. I, I guess I understand the argument. Like right now, Haaland is fit, so yeah. you know you're going to get the two games, um, as you say. And he got rested um, in the cup the other night too. Yeah, and they're they're behind. They're what five points behind Arsenal are they? Yeah. So you know that you know he's going to play both of those games. Um, later on in the season, who knows what the situation will be? Later on in the season, maybe Haaland's, you know being you know has an ongoing injury niggle like Mitrovic has had and he's kind of having his minutes managed maybe they're prioritizing Champions League and resting him in some of these games yeah. so I understand the temptation for people to play it now but I just think there's so many double game weeks to go between now and the end of the season yeah um and not just for Man City but for other teams like um you know I think that there's a 90% chance that everyone's going to play their double their triple captain on Haaland but like yeah. you know what if in game week 20 something, you know, 28 or whatever, you know, what if Salah has got a, you know, a double game week with two kind of bottom six teams? Mm. Um, is that a better is triple triple captain option than, you know, Haaland double game week with two top four teams? I don't know. Yeah. And is that's it, sort of there's a, that, there's a lot of opportunities to come, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And that, that's sort of been my thinking about coming around to actually holding off using the triple captain chip now because thinking that City's probably got another two or three double game weeks up their sleeve this season, just with the, the fixture congestion and, and cut runs, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, chances are one of those other du- doubles will actually be a bit more appealing. Mm. Um, and I'm sure the title race will still be going, you know, down to the wire. And so he'll probably be starting those games as well. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a risk not going with it now, but, you know, it's also a risk 
using it now and then seeing further down the track he's got games against Leicester and Bournemouth in the same yeah. week. And then I've, I've seen him going all like hiding behind the couch. <laughs> and I guess another thing to consider, like taking your Leicester and Bournemouth example, say there's a double game week in, you know, game week 30 or something, Leicester and Bournemouth, but, you know, there's a risk that he's not going to start one of those games. I would take a start and a sub appearance in Leicester and Bournemouth over two starts yeah. against, you know, Man U and Spurs. Yeah, because you'd, um, you'd argue that United defence is probably one of the strongest since the them and Newcastle are probably the two best defences um, at yeah. the moment. And we know Conte, Spurs just, you know, they're going to try and, and stifle City and just try and hit them on the counter. So, you know, yeah, which is, play... and it's worked for them countless yeah, in times the, past, in the it's last worked couple for of years. Them. Yeah. Probably going to so, play five like man defense. One game against a lower half team for Harlan could be a hat trick. And then who cares if he's, if the second game in a double game week down down the line is, a, is you know, 20 minutes off the bench. Yeah. He's, right. he's already got his hat trick in that first one. So, um, yeah, I'm leaning towards holding it and just seeing um, what opportunities arise um, between mm. now and the end of the season. Yeah, and that that's my thinking too on that. So that, that's probably what, what I'll be doing. I think a lot of people are going to play it though. So it'll be really interesting to see. Um, I think it's really good this season because um, it might not be like previous seasons where everyone plays it in the same week with the same player. There might actually be a little bit of uh, a little bit of variance there this yeah. uh, this year. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, if managers will, you know, feel the the itch to like sort of use it on someone else and try and get like a massive advantage, but um, or whether they'll just stick to the meat shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting. I kind of like the look of um, Rashford's double game week um, this week. You know, I look at the, I look at him and go, you know, I wonder if anyone's going to be ballsy enough to captain Rashford over Haaland. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's sort of one one really appealing. You'd say Crystal Palace. Is um, extremely appealing, but um, yeah, City, ugh, maybe not so much. But yeah, the man is in form. I, yeah, I wouldn't begrudge anyone to actually do it. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm too. Um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I don't have the guts to do it, but I, I hope some people do because, yeah, I actually think that I don't think City's a bad game for Rashford because of that. He's a counter-attacking player. He's yeah. fast. And that's the way that, and that's the way to get at um, Man City. And they do seem to give up sort of one or two kind of silly defensive lapses a game. So I think Man United will have the odd chance to score. Well, that leads perfectly into what we're going to talk about next. And Man United, with that double, that was just confirmed the other day. So we were talking, it's City and Palace. You know, other than Rashford and Luke Shaw, is there anyone else that we really want to invest in from Man United? Or do you think maybe just having the double up there is enough? I think... um. Yeah, I mean, I think for this week, um, yeah, for this week, I think I'm going to have to settle for just Rashford and Shaw. Um, I actually do really like the idea of having David De Gea. Um, I nearly, I nearly went for, I nearly went for De Gea um, game week 17, but the um, the Chelsea double, um, I couldn't, yeah, meant that I couldn't sort of, I couldn't resist Kepa. But if Kepa wasn't fit, I was definitely going to go for De Gea, and I probably would have been better off that way. Um, he's he's been playing out of his skin. Yeah. Um and the Except for in the defense. Cup. <laughs> yeah, cup doesn't matter, you don't you, yeah, It doesn't matter true. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, I, I I ignore the cup. It doesn't matter. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, I do like overall um think that Man United's def- uh, defense is looking pretty solid at the moment. And um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't mind 
I don't mind the idea of De Gea because um, I think I've I mentioned it maybe before that um, everyone's got Ward and um, De Gea and Ward rotate really well for pretty much the rest of the season. So um, I think, yeah, it's, he's one of those transfers where you could bring him in for the double game week, but it would also be for the longer term as well. So it, it, it wouldn't feel like you were wasting a transfer, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one because yeah, with that that city game is such a it's a bit of a handicap. Like, and then yep. on the other side of that, United then have Arsenal in game week twenty one. So you might not actually want triple United after that. Yeah, I suppose a bit. I mean, in in twenty one, you could play Ward. I think Ward's got Brighton at home. Yeah, um, which a isn't point. a fantastic fixture, but it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, they do have Brighton at home. I just double checked. And as as you say, um, Man United do have Arsenal in 21. But after that, um, there's a possible double game week in 22. But it, but that aside, um, from 22, United have got Palace, Leeds, Leicester, Brentford. Yeah, it's a great um, run. <laughs> yeah. And then they've got Liverpool in 26. But in that yeah. week, Ward's got Southampton. So, yeah. and then after that, it's like, then United have got Southampton and it's sort of, as I said, they, it rotates really, really well with, with Ward pretty much for the rest of the season. So it is something that I'm looking at, but I don't think I can do it for this week. Um, but it might be, it might be something that I, um, that I look at doing for my team um, sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, well, I have a feeling that Harry Kane's going to be extremely popular this game week, um, especially with the double that's actually confirmed now, but oh. Whether or not you take a hit for him or not, I mean, it's always hard to get in those premium price players. But you know, maybe if managers out there had a, a certain Darwin Nunez problem up their sleeve, maybe Kane's yeah. the obvious pick there. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I, they, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much faced with that exact dilemma. Yeah, I, you know, I've got. I've I think got, a lot of managers um, are. Yeah. What do you do with Darwin? Like, do you give him another week? I kind of my gut feeling is that he's that he probably will one of these games, you know, explode. Yeah. Um, but how long can you wait? So, um, and yeah, and the, the thing about Kane um, is, you know, obviously he's got a good record against both teams that he's playing in the double, even though they yeah. are tricky fixtures. But it's not just that, it's like the week after. Um, you know, like I think I think uh, in game week 21, yeah, like um, Spurs have got Fulham. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually more scared of not owning Kane in that week than I am of not owning Kane in the double. Mm. So, um, you know, I don't know. It's 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 a tricky one. Yeah, it, um, it, it is a tricky one. And, I mean, he's really close to breaking some of those rec- the goal scoring records too. So he's got that mm. extra incentive. That and also Spurs want to stop Arsenal from winning the league at all costs. So, like, the, yeah. the stakes are so high for that North London derby on Monday morning. Yeah, it might be a spicy derby. Is that, yeah. a, is that the kind of uh, is that the kind of game where Kane might you know pick up a little yellow card? Maybe. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We all hope not. We I mean, all if hope you got not. him. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> but I yeah, mean, that's, th- it's, it's the same problem we had with Mitro, and Mitro couldn't help himself. I mean, he's having an unbelievable season. If it wasn't for a certain you know Norwegian forward, everyone would probably have Harry Kane in their sides. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he just ticks over nearly every week, and he had an absolute monster second half against Crystal Palace the other day with the two goals and assist. And I mean, you know for a fact he's playing every single minute of every single game. Like there's there's no risk at all. And yeah, if they get a penalty, he's going to take it. And 
unless yeah. it's in the World Cup, he's probably going to put it in the net. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a he's he's a real blind spot for me. You know, like he's all season. I haven't had him all season yeah, except same. for game week one. I got him in game week one That's where right, he blanked in a four-one win against Southampton, and so I promptly <laughs> got rid of him, of course. And then he started to score goals for fun. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's a bit of a blind spot for me. For some reason, I always feel like I need to have one, you know, premium midfielder. Yeah. So I haven't considered just doing the um, the Harlan Kane double. Mm. Um, but it, you know, if I had, I'd be in a lot better position than I than I am. That's for sure. So. Um, maybe we all just need to figure out a way to structure our teams to have Kane in there and just leave him there all season and just watch the points roll in. Would would you risk a doubling up? Because, I mean, besides that Palace game, Spurs haven't exactly been setting the league on fire. They've been actually really poor since the yeah. since the World Cup. But, I mean, we saw um, Doherty get a, you know, a monster points haul the other day too. But, I mean, he seems a little bit more nailed for minutes. And same with Ivan Perisic at the moment. I, I was worried that Perisic after the World Cup was going to take a while to get eased back in because he played like n- not many players played more minutes at the World Cup than than Perisic, and he's just been straight back into it for Conte. And I was I was worried that he was going to get rotated, but just doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, it seems like um, the World Cup has given him the match fitness that Conte wanted for <laughs> no. him all along. I was like, well, maybe you should have just played him, Conte. <laughs> um, and, and he would have got that match fitness he wanted. Yeah, that's, but, um, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it is hard because, as you say, they, they have been pretty poor except for that Palace game. And even in the Palace game, um, they were pretty poor for half. They were it. very poor in the um, first half. Yeah, definitely. And and Palace have been awful recently. So how much mm. is Palace and how much is Spurs? Yeah, that's that's the counter argument to you know the the big um, Sir Harold rush um, is <laughs> you know are we are we knee jerking too much just to that Palace performance? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the the reason the reason why I want him though is that even when Spurs have been bad, um, he's still been ticking along with pretty much a goal a game all season. So if there's if there's one player that you can rely on from Spurs, it is him. Yeah, it probably is. I mean, I saw a lot of managers saying Hunmin Sunny's back, but oh, I don't think so. I mean, a deflected goal. I mean, yeah. what was it? Was it the third or fourth goal in that game too? Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd still want to see a bit more from Hulam in Sun before investing that much money in, in another midfielder. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's a good, he's definitely a, a like a, an exciting punt for the double game week. Um, but I just think, I don't know whether you're just going to bring in a problem into your yeah. team. And I think that with all the double game weeks coming up, like transfers are precious. You know, we're going to be, we're going to find ourselves taking hits and minus four, minus fours and minus eights, you know, as more and more doubles come. Um, and do you really want to import a problem into your team? Like, I, that's kind of, I'm trying to look at my transfers for double game weeks as bringing in players that are going to be good for the double game week, but also good medium term to long term as well. And yeah. I'm not sure if Sun fits that criteria. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a very valid point there. And yeah, it's, it's something. Like double game week plays, it was definitely a bit of my Achilles heel last season. I probably didn't mm-hmm. go as hard as what I probably should have because we had just had, I mean, it felt like fatigue last season. We had almost double game weeks every single week, didn't we? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I, I was probably the same. Like because they were coming so 
um, so frequently, we kind of became desensitized to them. And yeah. so we didn't treat them, we didn't treat them with the aggression that maybe they deserved because at the end of the day, like a double game week is a double game week and there's a lot of points on the table. So maybe we should have gone a bit harder. Mm. Um, I, I tend to, I tend to really hate taking hits and mm. I've, it's kind of a mentality that probably costs me sometimes because sometimes a hit is the best thing for you when you, especially when you're coming into a double game week. Yeah. Um, and, and like you mentioned, yeah. like with that, that Fulham game in, in game week 21, it's you, you almost need slash want Kane for that game week as well. So, you know, yeah. taking a hit now, you're going to get yeah, three games, you know, for the price of one really. Yeah, that's right. I mean, game week 21 is going to be a pretty, um, a pretty tricky game week, actually. Like you've got Arsenal versus Man United and Chelsea versus Liverpool, so people are going to have like six, seven yeah. assets all up against each fixtures. other. <laughs> yeah, and like difficult fixtures against each other. Um, you know, so people are going to be faced with: oh, do I bench? You know, do I bench this guy, or do I just you know play my best players and? Um, hope they perform and then you know then you've you sort of you've only got a handful of players in your team that week that have got a really good fixture and then if um, one of the teams that does have a really good fixture that week is Spurs which is you know another reason why I think um, having Kane would be a real advantage and if you're going to get him in for that week then obviously you may as well get him in before the double game week. Yeah, I like it. Some very sound advice there, Andrew. But uh, what we'll do now, managers, is we will jump to a break. And on the other side, we're going to preview the next double game week. Hello, managers. Welcome back. And yeah, it's time to preview double game week 20. So for us here in Australia, that is a Saturday 5.30 a.m. deadline for managers. So don't get caught out because, yeah, the, the Chelsea Fulham game is Friday morning and then, you know, the next game week is kicking off the very next day. So don't forget to set those bus teams, get those transfers done and get yourself loaded in. But it is all kicking off with your boys' leads traveling to Aston Villa on Saturday morning. What a what a way to start your weekend, Andrew. Yeah, I'm feeling good about that game too. Like Leeds have had a couple of decent results um, recently. Yeah. Um, and like Aston Villa seem to be a little bit inconsistent at the moment. I guess they're still trying to, um, yeah, work out how to play under Emery. Like they've had a couple of games where they've looked really impressive, and yeah, and they lose to Stevenage or whatever in the, <laughs> in the cup. So, um, yeah, I don't know what, which Aston Villa team's going to turn up, but um, yeah, I think that's a game that my boys can hopefully get at least a point out of. Yeah. And um, yes, yeah, Somerville has been looking great and Rodrigo's, you know, Rodrigo's picked up where he left off and yep. yeah, some, you know, and, and Yotto as well is um, yeah. I've been really impressed with like his development this season, considering like he, he basically came from, what was it? FC Basel. So he seems to yeah. sort of just working his minutes up and up and yeah, you can, you can see him sort of nailing down a, a starting spot in that side real soon. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I, your point about Rodrigo is, um, is interesting. Like he's absolutely been flying, but he's also just under the radar. And, yeah. You know, because there's so many good, cheap midfield assets from big teams. You know, like Arsenal and Man U and teams that have got double game weeks. Like no one is, um, even paying any attention to him. But you could definitely do worse than having Rodrigo the way he's going. Yeah, he's. 
he's looking um, bloody good there for for Red Bull Yorkshire. So uh, and then uh, um, <laughs> the the tasty game um, Saturday night for us, like the, the, I, I put in my um, air quotes, the early game, uh, the yep. Manchester Derby, eleven thirty Saturday night. So I'm absolutely frothing for that one too. That's going to be an absolute belter, but. Oh my god! Especially with all of us having our, you know, triple city players and people with triple Captain Harlan, there's, you know, points oh, are plenty on the board for this game. It's going to be such a good game, and it's oh, and it's just wait. it's like two and, and two top four teams. Like it's so good to have, um, you know, Man United sort of back to you know being like a real strong, um, strong team. And um, yeah. I don't know. Is it just me, or has Man City been a little bit dysfunctional like the last couple of weeks? Like I feel like they're not playing their best. Yeah, um, they're definitely not I, at I, their best. But I mean, yeah. Chelsea did do their very best to work them into form over the last couple of games that they played them. So they <laughs> did. Knows? They did. And the people of Manchester, thank you for that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just I I've got a I've just got a feeling that Man United might come out like pretty fast out of the blocks and and really um put a whole lot of pressure on city um and yeah i guess i i hope for the sake of an exciting title race that um man united can sort of get a result there yeah and you know a lot of talk that you know the fpl legend val veghorst might be on his way back to the premier league and and joining up there with eric ten Hag at man united will we see you know united go long ball football Get it, wanna, get it on wanna, the head of the big vout. <laughs> I want to see an injury time free kick routine. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Rashford to the to the workhorse <laughs> on the spin. Oh, oh yes. man, we! I I think I'd just lose my shit if that happened. Oh, that would be phenomenal, big vout. Oh, yeah, we need him back in the league. My life feels poorer without having vout workhorse. Um, it was, I didn't know I missed him until I saw him in the World Cup again, and then I realized how <laughs> how much I missed him. Oh well, uh, the, the following fixtures we've got Brighton, Liverpool. So I mean, the Zerbi ball is absolutely amazing at the moment. Liverpool, Liverpool are extremely wonky. So yeah, we talked earlier about Darwin Nunez and and you know his efforts uh, at the moment frustrating a lot of managers. But you know, uh, a, a player yep. you talked up before the break was Matoma and he you know I, I think he's getting a bit overshadowed because of the double game weeks but if yeah you know and on paper this is a tough fixture but with with no Van Dyke in that Liverpool side they've also been hemorrhaging goals we yeah. you know this this game screams goals this this could be an absolute goal fest 100% I, I yeah like we can't think of Liverpool as a tough fixture anymore yeah um you know Brighton Obviously, a very attacking team, very open team. I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game. And yeah, I, I would be shocked if Matoma doesn't score in this game. Honestly, he's been on fire. And I would have had him in my team if it wasn't for Andreas having the double game week. Um, and then Andreas goes and gets hooked at 59 minutes anyway. So, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to pick the best players and forget the double game weeks, don't you? But yeah. anyway, you don't. You never know. You never know when the right time is to go against the double game week players. And yeah, it was yeah, it was too much for me to go against Andreas. But I really did want Matoma for my team, um, starting um, after the World Cup. And I just I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Yeah, well, it could have been tougher. You you could have gone for someone like Trossard, who seems to be, you know, frozen out a little bit by Deserbi and some of his comments recently about his maybe his attitude and you know his commitment at training. You know, sort of. Yeah. That's a big. If you're a Trossard owner, that's just massive red flags right there. 
Yeah, Trossard's like the Brighton Cancelo, isn't he? He's just yes. um, <laughs> he's he's got to go if you've got him. But I mean, yeah. having said that, didn't he score a hat trick last time they played I, Liverpool? I was literally about to say that. So the, the Leandro Trossard game will really yeah. uh, strike the fear again. That's right. It'd be a huge call to leave him out when he scored a hat trick last time out. So. Um, yeah, but he's also carrying a bit of a knock as well. So there's a few issues with Trossard at the moment. Yeah. Um, after that, we've got, um, you know, the battle of the basement, um, cellar dwellers down there, Everton, Southampton. So, you know, to say that both these sides need the three points is an extreme under, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a real, um, understatement there, but imagine if this game finished zero, zero. <laughs> I can definitely imagine that. I think, and no, I think no one would notice. So. Well, they can either side actually keep a clean sheet. I'm not actually too sure about that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Probably they so, probably both score own goals. Yeah. That's actually a that's not a bad shout, actually. One all. One all, um, but both own two goals. own goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a Connor Cody what, own goal. It's usually Keane, but Keane's not getting a start anymore. So I guess yeah. they're gonna have to someone else is gonna have to do it. Uh, Ward Prowse got the last South Southampton own goal. That's right, he did too. Um, yeah, it could be could be pros turn. Yeah, I mean, there's already talk that you know, Nathan Jones and Southampton is under real pressure. There's actually some chat that maybe they might end up getting rid of him because there just hasn't been like there hasn't been the new manager bounce at all since he came. They've actually gotten worse. Well, I heard that Hassan Hoodle's available, so maybe they will <laughs> um, go back to that well. He still hasn't taken all of his um, designer checkered suits out of his locker there at uh, at uh, at Southampton's training centre. Yeah, the vests are all there. The vests are all all the the three-piece suits. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Oh, Now, Forest Leicester. Now, this looks like an exciting game, mostly because it's at um, the Forest ground. So they've sort of managed to pick up quite a few points since the restart, and they're looking really exciting. And, you know, the fans get right behind them. And we've seen Leicester um, really get, you know, wobbly knees, especially once they start conceding goals. And more often than not, it's usually from a set piece. Yeah, yeah, and for yeah, as you say, Forest are really good at home. Yeah, uh, they're they're very impressive at home, and somehow with a minus twenty one goal differential, they're fifteenth. <laughs> well, out I of know. the relegation zone. So, um, yeah, I think that's I, that's another game that's kind of hard to predict the outcome, but I would not be surprised to see, um, yeah, Forest get that win. Yeah, that that'll be a fun one to watch. I mean, I still probably wouldn't invest in Forest assets at the moment, just. You know, with the the plethora of other cheap attacking options out there, yeah, Forest might be a bit of a, a a risk too far. But yeah, Wolves West Ham. So, you know, Wolves under Lopetegui, they've seemed to improve quite dramatically from what I've seen since since the restart. Now, pretty good in the cup too against Liverpool the other day. They probably should have actually won that game. Um, and yeah, West Ham. Oh, West Ham. Well. They just yeah. go from worse to worse. Don't they? Yeah, they just don't don't look good at all. And Moy sort of feels like he's one or two losses away from you know getting the chop. Yep. Yeah, he does. And and as you say, Wolves have been a lot better. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd be pretty confident that I mean that scene that screams of like a Wolves win with a clean sheet. To yeah, me. like a one nil. Like a one nil or even a two nil. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I can see that happening. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of games on in that time slot that are a little bit um, kind of like, I don't need to watch those. I'll watch the highlights tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the last uh, then the last game for the, the Saturday over there in the UK, Brentford-Bournemouth. So still no word on Ivan Tony. Um, still no word about this, 
you know, potential ban that is, you know, got is facing for all those betting charges. I believe he was supposed to, you know, get back to the league on the fourth of January, but I haven't heard anything about it at all. Yeah. So plus we don't know he if he's gonna till... be back fit or what. Yeah, that's right. He's got an injury as well. Yeah, he had till the fourth of January to respond to the yeah. charges, but I'm not really clear on what the process is beyond that. So Yeah, that's right. Um maybe it's gonna drag on a bit and he's gonna still be um a good asset for a little while. But yeah, yeah I guess um yeah, with the injury cloud as well, he's he's definitely a no go. What about someone like Mbuemo at the moment? So he he was very impressive um, the last game week. So, and, you know, he's going to be leading the line there. I mean, yeah, he was great against Liverpool. Probably, you know, he technically scored a hat-trick, but only had yeah. one one goal on paper. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I, I really like Mbuemo because he still plays if Tony plays. But yeah, if right. Tony is out for the season, I actually really like Wissa. Yeah. Um, Wissa, Wissa will play if Tony doesn't. And when he does play, he, he just seems to score every game. He's yeah, on. he feels like a goal every other game type of player when, yeah. when he gets the regular minutes. Yeah, and that's the only thing that's missing. But I think if Tony was was out, then I think he would he would be a regular starter and he's he's cheap as chips as well. Yeah, and so, yeah, short term, they, they've got Bournemouth this week, then Leeds, Southampton before they face Arsenal in game week 23. So, yeah, you know, three good attacking-wise game weeks there and even defensively too. I mean, yeah. Bournemouth and Southampton at home, those those games probably scream clean sheets and yeah, leads away probably. I mean, a bit harder to keep a clean sheet away at leads, but you know, there's definitely goals on the table there. So yeah, and Buemo isn't isn't the worst shout at all. Yeah, on penalties as well if Tony's not playing. That's right, and yeah, hopefully he doesn't hit the post. But um, then uh, the uh, early Monday morning games here in Australia. So Chelsea Crystal Palace. That's actually a family derby here. My my stepdad's a, a big Crystal Palace fan and member, so. Hopefully, for my sake, Chelsea get a win so I can get the banterites there. And uh, we yep. might be seeing Jao Felix feature for Chelsea. This, I'm not sure if this game will, you know, might come too soon, but apparently everything is all agreed. It's just a matter of signing the paperwork. So Chelsea have agreed to, I think it's like a $13 million loan fee that they're paying to Atletico and then basically paying you £250,000 a week wage. So it's a wow. big okay. price to pay for half a season of football. But Chelsea need goals. So hopefully the the young Portuguese prodigy can actually put him in the net. But I can tell you in my lifetime, I've seen just about every forward come to Chelsea and not many actually have done to me very well. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, it's a good time to have – it's a good time to host Crystal Palace, that's for yes. sure. So. Um, even um, Chelsea in their kind of injured and dysfunctional state, I'd back them to win that game. Yeah, and I mean, even if managers like yourself who invested like heavily in Chelsea for this double game, like it's still a good game to hold on to them. Like, yeah, for sure. Know, yeah, historically, though, Crystal Palace at home, it's been a very good fixture for Chelsea. So yeah, like yourself, you got Mason Mount. So uh, unless you've got any other fires to put out, you could, you know, it's actually a very good game on paper for Mason Mount. Yeah, I think Mason Mount's not he's not going anywhere um before that game. Um, you know, I'll probably he'll probably go very soon afterwards, but I'm definitely <laughs> gonna keep him for Palace. Um then the next game, Newcastle Fulham. So yeah, the the Magpies are just absolutely flying this season at home, the best defense in the league. So, you know, are, are they gonna keep a clean sheet here? Mitrovic going back to his old side, but you know, can they actually penetrate that Newcastle um Kieran Trippier defense there? 
Yeah, mate. Now this this is this will be one of those games where Trippier comes off in the eighty second minute, and then Mitrovic scores in yes. the eighty uh, fifth minute. <laughs> Actually, that's <laughs> so, the dream scenario if you've got yeah, both get players. The, the nine pointer from um, Trippier, and you get the cheeky little goal from uh, Mitro as well. That's that seemed to have been the way this season. I don't know whether it's um, luck for Trippier owners or if he's just that good defensively yeah. that they fall apart when he goes off the field. Yeah, and and you know, if a lot of managers probably looking at trying to like free up funds, like especially if they're trying to shift funds from like the midfield to their forward forward line. And I, I know that he doesn't have you know a double game this game week, but you know managers could easily go back to the Almiron well, and you know he's got yeah full in this game week, then Palace, West Ham, Bournemouth. So you know, some great games on paper, and yeah, Almiron's been playing absolutely out of his skin, so. Um, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a move I'm thinking of, but yeah, on on paper, the Newcastle fixtures just look even better, and you almost you almost feel like you want to triple up on him at the moment. Yeah, totally, and it's just like with all the double game weeks, none of which involve Newcastle. Like, how do you ever prioritize yeah. a Newcastle um, a Newcastle transfer? I mean, maybe if you want to downgrade Cancelo to like a Botman to mm. you know as a bit of a cash cow. Yeah, and that could be one way to do it. Um, I think that's a that's not a bad move at all. Well, it's um, basically I'm, I'm, the only way to get any benefit from a Newcastle clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You got a double got up. Trivia. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I I was I was on the Newcastle double up, and then for some reason I changed my mind. And I, I wish I didn't, but it's Botman's definitely someone that I'm looking at. Um, when I do get a chance uh, to make that transfer, um, yeah, I, you know, I think I probably will. Um, but yeah, I've got Almiron and he's not going anywhere. The Newcastle fixtures are really turning for the better. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have him in the team. Yeah. And, and, um, Isaac was back in action too, in the cup, the other, other, other night too. So, you know, I mean, Callum Wilson's probably still the top dog there, but yeah, it's, mm. maybe it's a, 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 might be some minute risks there. Cause I'm sure they'll want to get their record signing back out onto the pitch. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what, like, what the first choice front three is when mm. everyone's fit and firing. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you can't drop Almer on. He's been amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you wouldn't want to drop uh, drop uh, Callum Wilson either. No, that's right. So, um, yes, more food for thought at the moment. But yeah, we we talked about the North London derby before the, the Spurs Arsenal game and and everything at stake there, and, and Kane with his record. But it should just be a great game to watch anyway. Yeah, from a neutral perspective, yeah. it's just going to be an awesome game. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, especially, I mean, last season it was Spurs who ended Arsenal's top four charge right at the end. And, you know, if if out, if out you're out there and you've watched the all or nothing Arsenal doco, the, you know, that final episode when they, you know, they're in the change room after that Spurs loss and it's, it's pretty brutal to watch. Yeah, I haven't seen that doco yet. It's um, it's on the list. It's on yeah. the list. Yeah. It's, um yeah, I, I I'm really looking forward to watching it, but I haven't got around to it. Yeah, yeah well, I, so I just gave away the ending. I'm so sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's all right. I knew the ending. <laughs> no, I highly recommend it. It's um, it's quite enjoy- as a Chelsea fan, it's quite enjoyable to watch Arsenal <laughs> bottle it there. But yeah, they're definitely doing um amazingly well this season. But then um, so there's a bit of a break, and then yeah, the the rest of the fixtures kick up um on Thursday morning for us here. So we have got that Crystal Palace Man United game. <laughs> And then the day after, we got City versus Spurs. So, yeah, I mean, we're all going to – could Luke Shaw just get another monster haul here? Because he's he's probably been arguably the best player since the restart, probably out there with Kieran Trippier. 
Yeah, he's he's got um he's got, he got like, gold in his syndrome. boots at the moment. Yeah, he's got trippier syndrome in that he always gets they keep it a clean sheet and it's like seems to be automatic two or three bonus points for him. Yeah. Um, Doesn't matter if he's so, playing, you know, center back or or full back. He's just raking yeah. the points. Yeah, that's right. And um, you know, you wouldn't back against him getting an attacking return versus Palace, would you? So um, no. yeah. One of the one of the few decisions I got right, I feel like uh, on my game week seventeen wildcard. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> no, you you yeah you did you got that spot on, so you sort of got it a week before everyone else jumped on board because you know play managers like me, you had Reese James. It was like the easy sideways move to make. So um, yeah, and if yeah I didn't have him, I'd definitely be trying to find a, a way to get him in because he's he's absolutely unbelievable and. Offering great value, and then yeah, that yeah, that final game, the the City Spurs game, and oh, some um some Harlan points here and, and Kane points. Could we just have a, like an old fashioned shootout? Maybe we don't yeah. need to worry about City defenders for this game. Yeah, we do because John Stone's going to score two goals, as you know, <laughs> like every like the other double game week from two seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> never forget, never hashtag never forget. So did did you have him that game week years ago? I don't think I did. I don't think I did. It no, doesn't sound like I, I something I do is have the best um double game week player. It's not my vibe. Yeah, yeah, no, I def I definitely did have him. And I remember my mini league rival did at the time. And um the only reason he, he got him was just because he was cheaper. So he, he got him in and oh, I was I was furious. <laughs> fuming. <laughs> Absolutely fuming. But um yeah, that's that's what I've got to look ahead to game week twenty. So yeah, it just it looks like a lot of fun on paper. So I mean Besides those that sort of block of games on the Saturday that we we're talking about, that you know maybe we could just watch the highlights in the morning. Um, yep. Yeah, some, or, some or really... goal rush it. Yeah, yeah, or goal rush it. Yeah, two o'clock in the morning for us here in Australia. So you know, after being out all night raving, sit back on the yep. couch and watch some goal rush. <laughs> goal rush Sounds into good. rage. Yes, <laughs> of course. Is that that's still going? You know, I think it's still going. Of course it is. Yeah, Surely never. It'll never stop. It'll never stop. I I remember when I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here. When I'm when the internet like first sort of like was was just starting out, my mates re- and I realized that we could actually um see the playlist for Rage every night, and and, and like back in the day, oh, like yes. I, I'd set the VCR so I knew what songs were coming up, so I could follow the set list, and then like you know record my favorite songs at night time, and it was always great if there was like your favorite band was guest hosting that night. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I've I've actually got a Rage T-shirt, and whenever I wear it out, um, I get such a huge reaction from it. Oh. Like, the number of people that go, "Oh, mad, mad shirt!" Um, <laughs> yes. I think, yeah, I think uh, everyone, you know, every Australian of our generation probably grew up watching that late night on a Absolute. Saturday. Absolutely, that and um, recovery on on yep. Saturday mornings. <laughs> yep, we we might be getting sidetracked with um. This is actually an FPL podcast, um, Pete. Okay, back to the back to, back to the football. <laughs> oh. Now it's time for the big short segment where we look at all the transfer trends and look at who we should be buying, selling, holding, and with the double game week up ahead, no surprise to see who's leading the charger. And it is Marcus Rashford, top transferred in player, followed by Harry Kane chasing that goal scoring record too. And um, Luke Shaw, the Cafu there, um, coming in third. Mitrovic coming in fourth, which is a little bit surprising there. Top transfers in Mitrovic. 
when he's got yeah. Newcastle. I was a little bit surprised. And, yeah, Martin Erdegaard there, who's just been phenomenal this season. But um, top transfers out. We talked earlier, Trossard. So he's the top transfers out, followed by Ivan Tony because we're still a bit unsure about his playing time. Mo Salah, the Egyptian king, coming third. Jao Cancelo, fourth. And Virgil van Dijk coming in fifth there. So, yeah, besides Mitrovic, um, it all sort of looks fairly standard there. Yeah, it all makes sense except for Mitrovic. I I can't yeah. wrap my head around that one. Yeah, um, I've got no theories as to why that's happening. Mm, my only thinking is maybe managers sort of maybe downgrading a, another key forward and going for Mitrovic. And yeah, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe they all think he can play the other game this game week. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've got no I've got no idea because it's not just the Newcastle game. Coming up, they've got some pretty tough fixtures. Um, yeah, for yeah, it's definitely so, not a transfer, and I would highly recommend. But hey, who knows that? Maybe the people know more than I do. Yeah, well, the people definitely know more than I do, which is why I'm ranked nearly a million. But anyway, <laughs> oh, but anyway, let's talk about your transfers now. What you, you're potentially thinking? So, yeah, you've got up until what was it Saturday morning, five thirty, to make those decisions and lock in your side. So, what what's on the cards for your side this coming game week? Um, I'm still sort of in a bit. I'm in two minds, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe you can help me out. I've got. Um, I got. I guess I've a couple of options I'm tossing up. One of the options I'm tossing up is a minus four. Um, yep. I've got two free transfers, so the minus four. Oh, nice. Would yeah, it would be um, Salah to KDB, um, and then Cancelo down to Stones, the double mm-hmm. game week hero, um, and then using that cash to upgrade Darwin to Kane for a minus four. Yeah. Um I've got I've got enough to do that with I think maybe point one to spare or something. So that would be it's a bit tight, but I can do that. Um the other option is just to use two free transfers. Um and it would be like Kepper down to or Kepper to David De Gea and then yep. Salah to KDB and just leave it at that. It would it would mean that I'd have to sort of let it ride with Cancelo and, and Darwin, um, which could backfire um or it could pay off. Yeah. So um, I'm a little bit undecided on that one. I'm I'm probably leaning towards the minus four, to be honest, because of what I spoke about before. Um, have, not having Kane for the double is scary, but not having Kane for the Fulham game yeah. next week is even more scary. Yeah, no, I I, I like the minus four, especially because you got the two other transfers with it as well. So it's, I mean, minus four yeah. for three transfers, that's, you know, pretty impressive place to come from. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm adding obviously two, I'm adding two doublers. Um, I mean, Cancelo to Stones, you could probably argue on that's going from maybe at best one fixture up to two as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does feel a bit funny to take someone out like Cancelo um, before yeah. a double game week, but you know, he's just he's become such a problem child. And as I said to you before, I'm really sick of sweating team sheets. So um, Stones, you know, is cheaper and probably. Um, a better, like, sort of medium to long term, reliable asset, and yeah. more likely to play both games in this double as well. So it feels it feels all right to make that move, especially when it funds Darwin up to Kane. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's um, you know, between the three moves, yeah, that that other one is a bit sideways. But I I prefer the the stones over. I mean, if you were making getting one defender in anyway, you'd be going stones. So mm. yeah, yeah. Like like you said, he might only play like 58, 59 minutes in either game. 
and he's only maybe going to get maximum four points across the two games, whereas Stones could easily keep one clean sheet out of the two, get six points, and then feature in the other one and get another couple of points there. And you never know, could even get even more and or score yeah. two goals like he did all those years ago. <laughs> That's right, and then he's sitting there for the um for the game week twenty three double as well. I yeah, suppose. yeah, that's right. So no, I, I like that move. I like that the yeah coming from a, a place of strength with those two transfers up your sleeve already, and yeah, putting yourself in a real good you know stronghold there for for game week twenty. I I, I quite like that move. Yeah, fair enough. I think I think everyone I've spoken to has agreed that you know they they like those moves. It makes um, sense. I feel like yeah, yeah. I, I really, as I said to you before, I really do want De Gea, but I, I kind of, um, yeah, I, I think that I need to um, prioritize those other moves first and um, maybe De Gea can be a, a problem for a, a later game week. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Yeah, or a target for another game week, not a problem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, what about yourself, um, Pete? You got, um, you got some grand plans? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I, I do want Kane, especially, you know, the amount we talked about in this this uh this podcast and looking ahead and that that full and fixture coming up as well so yeah because um, i've already got the premium the only way i could do it is by dropping one of those premiums and it ain't going to be the meat shield and it's definitely not going to be kdb so yeah the only way for me to do it is by dropping Salah, um, yep. which i'm not all that scared about because i'm not going to be captaining him captaining him in like the next couple game weeks anyway so um, it's not like I'm really worried about his EO. So, um, yeah, so probably dropping Salah and maybe replacing him with, I think I'm going to go back to Almiron. So I only really had yeah. him for one one or two game weeks before the World Cup and he was fantastic. And you know, I talked before about the Newcastle fixtures. So in the short term, like it's a you know really good run of the next four game weeks. So I'm quite happy to get another Newcastle attacker there and then I can upgrade Mitrovic to, to Harry Kane there and, yeah, probably... On paper, that looks a little bit better, and yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so sorry, is that um two free transfers as well? No. So yeah, I'm gonna have to take a hit to to do those, but um, yeah. Okay. I think I I feel a little bit safer having Kane in the side. Yeah, I think a hit is very reasonable before a yeah. double game week as well. I, I I wouldn't worry too much about doing that. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, I like those confident. moves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the past, I'd be very wary about transferring out Salah, but when he's not a captaincy option at the moment and no double game weeks that we know of yet, I, I, you know, it's quite an easy move because yeah, he might get a goal against Brighton, but Almiron could easily get a goal against Fulham as well. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm not too stressed out about that. And then yeah, Liverpool got Chelsea the next game week as well. So although who God knows what that could be like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Chelsea, against Chelsea. On, on, on paper, it looks like a tough fixture, but the way things are going at the moment, I yeah. still, I still think it is, it, it is a, a tougher fixture than um, what's Almiron got that week? Uh yeah, he's, it's, it's, what's it? They've got. I'm just checking Crystal Palace. So Palace, yeah, yeah. And the way you guys take going. Almiron over Palace, yeah. Any day. The other option is instead of Almiron, I was thinking of Rodrigo. So, but I'm a bit worried with that first game up against Villa this game week. Um, Villa just seemed to be a little bit more strong in defence under Emery. But yeah, yeah. After I, I, that, though, you have got Brentford at home, um, Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Uh, then you got United, but then you got Everton, Southampton as well. So it's pretty good all the way up to 25 with Rodrigo. Yeah, that might be maybe another transfer I make down the line, but you know at least doubling up on Newcastle because, I mean, I've got Kieran Trippier, but I'm not really getting anything out of that 
that transfer yep. at all because everyone has him anyway. So um, maybe I feel it. like Trippier and Almiron is almost the minimum you need to actually get any progress yeah. out of Newcastle. Yeah, so I I think that's probably going to be the move I make. Uh, but anyway, I want to hear about who you've got for the goodwill punting segment. So goodwill punting, where we look at a differential for the game week. So I haven't got anyone for this game week because um, I could not think of anyone interesting enough. But I know you've got something very tasty cooking. Yeah, well, I I mean, we've already talked about it actually. You brought him up um, when we were going through the the previews, but um, I really like Brian and Burmo, mm, the postman. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, he's only <laughs> that's it. He's only five point eight. Um, he's two point eight percent owned. Yeah. Um, and he's got home to Bournemouth. Um, oh, the best, so, best fixture you could ever ask for. Hundred percent. And I guess the only the, the only uncertainty with him is um what's going on with Tony. So yeah, if, is Tony going to be suspended? Is he still injured? We don't know the answer to either of those questions. But at least um if if Tony is out, then he takes on penalty duties, which is obviously pretty huge. Um, but you know, even if Tony is playing, he's still going to start, and he's got a home game against um Bournemouth. So for someone mm. that cheap, that's only three percent owned, I think he's a pretty decent punt. Yeah, no, I really like that. I, I I must admit, when I went to go write down who I thought of, first of all, I thought of Mbwemo, but you had him written down already. So I can't beat that this game week. So I, I am doubling down on that. I, Yeah, that's that's a great call to make um, for this right. game well, week. I don't, there's no rule. There's no rule that says we both can't have the same, the same one. <laughs> it's a joint decision. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, talking about joint decisions, we've even got the same thing for oh, captain, my captain, um, top three options. I mean, it's it's really just one option, isn't it? Like the Nordic meat shield in his very first double game week. It's it's only going to be him, isn't it? Yeah, it's only going to be him. So again, this is another episode of oh, vice captain, my vice captain. Um, <laughs> who do you think is the best vice captain option behind Haaland this week? Uh, well, I instinctively wrote down Marcus Rashford because of his double, mostly because of that Crystal Palace fixture. But And then I had KDB third, which is basically what you had as well. Yeah, exactly the same as what I had, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think Rashford could have a, a very good game against Palace. And if he could jag something against um, Man City to, to kind of top that up, it would be a pretty big week for him. Yeah. Um, and as you said before, KDB has been dodging points, but he's ready to... He's he's got to be ready to explode. He's he's been pretty unlucky the last few weeks. Yeah, to um, yeah. to blank, I think. Yeah, surely he gets some returns Sorry. coming up soon because yeah, he's been unbelievable. I still still can't work out how he hasn't got more points. But um, anyway, what we won't do um like the proper um FPL podcast um, mini league wrap up. But currently the league leader is Stu Pank in there. So long term listener of the show and. I've chatted to him a few times over Twitter. So he is actually the new league leader. He's jumped from fourth to first with a monster 81 points. So, um, yeah, yeah, Mitro was captain there. And, yeah, defensive Trippier, Shaw, and Doherty. So Trippier was his lowest scoring defender there with eight points, which is just, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. And, yeah, also had Kane there. For the nice juicy 16 points. So well done, Stu. Knocking off Mira off the top of the ladder there. She's been sitting up there for quite a while. So um, yeah, that's that's a, a big move indeed. But um myself, I've crept up slightly to ninth. So I'm definitely happy with that at the moment. 
Um, unfortunately for you, Andrew, though, you, you've dropped down the ladder just a little bit, but I'm sure you're going to be rocketing back up there, especially with these yeah. juicy moves you got in plan for for game week twenty. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm all the way I'm all the way at the bottom of the well, <laughs> all the way at the bottom. But there is only one way, my friend. So yeah, I'm, that's it. I'm, was it Sting in The Simpsons who sang the song? Yeah. Yeah, well. yeah, you're sending your love down the well, and I'm sending my love that. down the well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, well, hopefully Mason Mount can climb me a couple of rungs up the ladder. Um, yes, you know, in towards the end of this game week, and then um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's onwards and upwards from here. But yeah, it's um, it's it was it's been a bit of a sobering game week for me this week, and it's taken me a little while to recover. So I'm glad that we waited until now to pod. Yeah, it makes it a little bit easier to, to do, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah, before we finish up the show, as always, um, you can follow um, the show on Twitter and Insta at FPL Signet on both platforms. And yeah, please give Andrew a follow on Twitter, and that is at FPL underscore point break. Look for Keanu Reeves, you're in the right place. So give him a follow there and make sure you chat football with him too. You can also email the show podcast at FPLSignet.com. And, yeah, hit those like and subscribe buttons and retweets and quote tweets. So um, we love it. So we definitely see everything you guys uh, write to us. So um, we, we absolutely love it. We're, we're both absolute football perverts. So we will talk FPL all the time <laughs> if it wasn't for sleep. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a better way to say it, Pete. But, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's late. I've had a, I've had a cider. Um, the decaf tea is finished now. So, yeah, we we're getting a bit loose now after recording for what feels like about two hours now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a long one, hasn't it? It has been a long one, but it's been a fun one. So lots to catch up yeah. on. But um, yeah, anyway, thanks everyone out there for joining us. And Andrew, only one thing left to say. Via con Dios. And let your defensive sheets be clean and your arrows green. See you, managers. 